Welcome to this week's episode of the Ask Us Anything podcast. My name is Dave and I'm the host for this podcast. And this week's question comes from a friend of mine named Marcus. And Marcus wants to know, how do I graciously deal with selfish or narcissistic people? This is a great question. According to psychology today, narcissism is a disorder in which a person has an inflated sense of self-importance. They think that that person thinks that they are the point of life. So they live life for themselves. Now, (laughs) here's the thing about this. All of us, to one degree or another, will do this. Even as even as Christians, we we tend we can tend to in our flesh point to ourselves, thinking that somehow, you know, in our own efforts and our own ability that we can do something. But the truth is, the more that we understand of the gospel, like John 3.30 says, more of you, Lord, less of me. So, so we should pray that we would decrease and that Christ would increase. That's, that's knowing Christ and him crucified. See, the gospel is not just, as J.C. Ryle said, it, the gospel is the ABCs of Christianity, or Tim Keller has said, that the gospel is the A to Z of Christianity. That grace is has saved us. That we are being we are growing in Christ likeness. One day we will be glorified. We will be utterly and completely like Jesus. And so the first place that we need to start with in this question is the finger has to be pointed at me, at you and I, you listening here. It can't be pointed at somebody else. We ourselves are selfish. We ourselves can be, all of us, prone to narcissistic behavior, thinking that we are more important than our, than we are. After all, we live in a social media age where everybody has, everybody can get on a blog, write an article on their own blog, or they can get, if they have the equipment, they can record a podcast or a video blog or something of the sort. So all of us today have, as Christians, we need to understand that we have more ways to communicate than ever. And with that comes a responsibility. Because when we understand what the New Testament has to say about the use of our words, we also come to understand that that God will hold us accountable for the words that we use. And so it's important that we understand that. Because let's say, let's say you and I, or having a cup of coffee. And all I do is talk about myself. I, all I do is talk about how great I am, how great Servants of Grace is, how great Theology for Life is, and, and the web traffic and all these things. Well, you're going to wonder, who is this guy? You know, he thinks that he's like the king of the world or something. This is why we need to be careful. We need to be cautious. We need to be thoughtful. We need to be others-oriented. And we may not even know that we're being selfish and narcissistic. This is why I need you to point out, Dave, you know what? Right now you're being really selfish. And you need me to, maybe not in that way, but you get my idea. Um, I need you to point out, Dave, in this specific area, you're being self-focused and not Christ-focused, others-oriented. And this is where the heart of this question goes. Some people think, well, you're a narcissist. You're just focused on your things, and so you have an inflated sense of self-importance. That's not narcissism. 
If you're truly serving other people in, in the love of Christ, and you're doing it for the glory of God, that's not narcissism. That's not having inflated sense of self-importance. Now, we have to realize that some people are more sensitive to this than others. I have counseled many, many people over the years where they have said, well, I'm more, this person appears to me to have a more self-inflated sense of self-importance. Well, some people are more confident than others. There's nothing wrong with being confident in Christ. But there is a problem when we're boasting in ourselves. There's a fine line here. Being confident in Christ means, look, Christ is growing me in his likeness. And so I'm talking in language of it's God's work through me. It's not me doing it. It's Christ through me. Christ, I'm seeking to glorify Christ. But we don't need to do this in such a Christianese way. We can just say, look. You know, this is God's work. God's working through it. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed that he is doing this work. And most people, if they care about you, they want to hear about, what is God doing through you? You know, but they want to hear, they want to hear not you taking glory. This is a glory issue. Who's getting the glory? So, so now that we've said that, we need to, the question is, how to graciously deal with selfish or narcissistic people? Well, the first thing is, and it's this is difficult, is we need to see people through the lens of Jesus. Through the lens of Jesus. How Jesus sees these people. Okay, so, so it's important to say, well, on the one hand, you might be dealing with a non-Christian. You need to pray and ask them, ask Jesus to help you to see this person. They're lost. They're an enmity with God. They're in rebellion against the Lord and Creator. Their Lord and Creator. So you need help. You need God's help to be able to minister to them. They have no eyes to see nor ears to hear. So you need to be praying that she would be the mouthpiece of Jesus to them through the Word. And that the Word, the word would use you and speak through you uh, to that person. Now let's say you're talking to an, a, a Christian. This is especially important because over 50 times in the New Testament, we're told to one another each other. You know, and by the way, this statement, see people through the lens of Jesus, came as an offhand remark in a conversation with one of my pastors. He said, you need to see people through the lens of Jesus. There was a difficult person in my Bible study. He was very difficult to deal with. He would seemingly contest me at every, almost every major point of the Bible study. But I had to learn that my frustration with him started with me. It originated with me. I needed to see this person as Jesus does. And I needed to respond to him like Jesus would want me to do. Patiently, kindly, with self-control. Not just blurt out a response. Just because I knew the right words. I needed to pray and ask Jesus, Jesus, I need your help. Help me to view this person through your lens. And it's really what it does is it, it it gives you... Self-control. It gives you the proper sense of this person is here for a reason. And they need help. And they need God's help. And they need the word to do his work in that person's life. But the word also needs to do, through the spirit, needs to do its work in your life. And so those sandpaper people, as one of my pastor calls them, they rub up against us. So we have to see them through the lens of Jesus. How Jesus sees them. Well, if they're a Christian, they're 
they're fully loved, they're fully accepted by God. And we're commanded 50 times in the New Testament, over 50 times, to one another each other. That's not an option. And so we must love them. That's not the easiest thing to do. In fact, this is one of the hardest things to do. Because what this does is when we ask Jesus, Jesus, help me to see this person as you do. What we're saying is that this person is created in the image of God. And if they're a Christian, their standing with God is fully, fully loved, fully accepted, an adopted son or daughter of God. And this person is rubbing up against you, not literally, but God is using that them to, to mold you and to shape you more into the image of Christ. And, and some of these people, God puts in your path for that reason, because he wants to address specific issues in your life. See, it's not how... It's more how we deal, our response to those people, that says everything about not only our spiritual maturity, but also it reveals our character. So we have to be careful about this. And this is doubly true if you're a pastor. Because that difficult person, other people are going to see. Is this somebody, is this a pastor or ministry leader that I can actually open up to and share with? And so pastor or ministry leader, I just want to say, when you pray and you ask Jesus to help you see this person through the lens of, G- of his eyes, what you're asking for is to minister in his name, to be his ambassador, and to shine his light. And so, so there's some things that we have to do. We have to, to, in order to do this, we have to be growing in the gospel ourselves. That means that we need to be opening up our Bibles, exercising uh, in, in the spiritual disciplines, you know, prayer. Uh, reading regularly, daily reading of the word, study for ourselves, uh, reading some godly books, and so on and so forth. You see, we need to understand that the gospel calls us to humility. It's, it's not more of Dave, it's less of Dave and more of Christ. Less of Dave and more of Christ. Or as uh, uh, John Calvin said, it's the Christian life is humility, humility. In humility. And so when we're asking Jesus to give us his eyes to see how this person is, what we're actually praying for is humility. Humility to communicate meekly and humbly using gracious words as the Bible tells us to use a word fitly spoken, to speak the truth in love, and so on and so forth. And that requires that we are growing in Christ. And also when we're praying and asking Jesus to help us minister to this selfish and narcissistic person. What we're actually praying also is for humility and to be a real servant. We're praying to be others-centered, others-focused. And that's what we should be. We should be others-focused. We should be serving them in the name of Christ, in the power of Christ, through the Spirit, for the sake of the gospel and to the glory of God. And you notice how I've answered this question. I haven't avoided the question, but the question, it has to start with us. It starts with our own, how do we deal with selfish and narcissistic people? It has to start with us. We ourselves have to be growing in grace to be able to extend that grace to people who are difficult. So whether you're dealing with a selfish or with a narcissistic person, or with a very difficult person who may very likely be selfish. You need to pray and ask Jesus, Lord, help me to see this person through the lens, through your lens, through your eyes. 
through the lens of the chief shepherd. If this person is a Christian, you need to pray for them. You need to pray for yourself that you would have patience with them, that you would exercise the fruits of the Spirit to them, that they would see Christ being formed in you as your life increasingly reflects His story, not your own. And the more that happens, the more you'll attract selfish and narcissistic people because they'll see that something is different in you. Christ is being formed. Christ is being molded. Christ is being shaped in you. And not only that, but you'll also be growing in humility. You'll also be more patient when people ask difficult questions. You'll, be, you'll ask things like, after you say something, did, does that make sense? Or did I communicate that clearly? Because, again, you're more concerned that you actually minister to that person and address their question. So how do you deal graciously with selfish or narcissistic people? You, you're you yourself, pastor or ministry leader. You be growing in God's grace. You be growing in God's grace. You be praying and asking the Lord to help you to minister to that selfish and that narcissistic person because you yourself have selfish and narcissistic tendencies. And notice I said tendencies. We all do. It's part of our sinful nature. But that doesn't mean that you are you yourself are necessarily, notice I use the word necessarily, a narcissistic person. There's a difference. If you are all about you, if your whole entire life is all about you, all about your story, all about your fame, all about the things that you're doing, then you really are a narcissistic person. And I want to encourage you, if that's you today and you're listening to this and you don't know it, see, that's the thing. How do you know that you're the center of your own story? Only God, God by His Spirit has to convict you. And that's, if that's you today, you need to understand that the Christian life does not begin with you. It begins instead with one who bled and died in your place and for your sin. Christ was preeminently others-focused. He did not die for His own pleasure, but He was fully sinless. He is the God-man. He has come and he has bled and he has died in the place of sinners and for their sin. He he did all that to be a ransom to die for us who deserve the wrath of God. We deserve the white hot fury of God, the Father, burning against us. And yet Jesus has died. Jesus has been buried. Jesus has risen again for us, his people, his beloved. And even now he He is our high priest. He's our intercessor. He's our mediator. He's our advocate. He's our soon returning king. You see, at every turn, God does everything that he does so that we will see, so that we will know, so that we'll turn away from ourselves to Christ himself. And that's why Calvin is right. The Christian life is a life of humility, humility, humility. Less of me, Lord. More of you. Less of talk about the things that I'm doing, even in your name. And more of you working in me through my weakness. Through the things that I don't want you to work through. That is what we need to be praying. Because that's where God is most glorified in us. And truly where we're most satisfied in Him. I want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Ask Us Anything podcast. And I want to thank my friend Marcus for asking this question. Let's pray and ask Jesus to help us see, to to see, help us to see people through the lens of Jesus. 
Because not only will that grow us, it will stretch us. And it will also address issues in our own lives, which we need. But it will also help other people. And once again, I want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Ask Us Anything podcast. My name is Dave, and I'm the host for this podcast. And you can find us on iTunes at Ask Us Anything podcast. Or you can also find us on Facebook at Ask Us Anything podcast. Or on Twitter at the Ask Us uh, Anything pod. Once again, I want to thank you for listening to this week's episode. And uh, for Marcus for this great question. And now may Christ richly bless you and keep you.